Hi, I'm Kenna Danielle, and you are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZWLP Conroe and 106.1 KZCCLP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to your 2018 Song of the Year. Bruno Mars won the Grammy last night. Uh, good morning. This morning's Lone Star Dick and Skippy. I'm Skippy. Dick's the other one. We're back at full force today. Yeah, welcome uh, back, Skippy. Thank you. Thanks to Nathan for uh, covering me on Friday. And uh, he didn't mess up the show too bad. So hats off to you, Nathan. Nope. I appreciate that. There, there were safeguards in place, but apparently we didn't have to use them. You know, the stun pellets and the guard dogs. We are sponsored this morning by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning, Conroe Coffee, and Centurion Wealth Advisors. And it's a bright, brisk Monday morning. I think it's like 49 degrees outside. It's still deceptively cold. Are you jamming to the tune here, Dick? Dick is jamming to Bruno Mars here, so neither you know neither of us watched the Grammys last night. No, I, it's funny as I walk in today and I'm you know getting things in order, and then all of a sudden you mentioned it. I was like, oh, the Grammys were last night. Yeah, there was. I had no not- idea that the Grammys were yesterday. Well, actually, help me out here. What is the Grammys? Uh, Grammy Awards are. Or what are the Grammys? Or they are, are the really? movie version of the Oscars. Okay, so the what industry people are we talking about? Is it like ASCAP or is it like BMI? Well, those are ASCAP, BMI. I know those are royalty people, so they own the music. Right. Uh, let me see who actually. So who actually, like, what, what, where do I get to sign up? How do I join the, the people who vote on stuff? This, right. I'm going to uh, do Grammy vote, voters. There we go. And uh, who votes for the Gra- Grammys and how? Here you go. So, and while you're looking that up, I can't wait till somebody wins a Grammy and doesn't know what the statue represents. I don't even know what the statue looks like anymore. Is it? I wonder what it was. It's that. Uh, it's this the phonograph. If I remember correctly, <gasps> that's right. But I, I can totally see one guy winning, and he's like 17 or whatever. And he's like, "What is this?" So apparently, the uh, the the Grammys, the the voters are. Uh, Music industry, uh, working music professionals. So anyone could be that then. Like, say I made a jingle for Cracker Jacks. I'm sure there's a Grammy for best jingle because there's a Grammy for best audio book. I know. Well, I did. You know, it's funny as I did see Houston winning a Grammy. Houston Symphony. But I, I thought that was a different Grammy. Like, I didn't know if it was like the, I thought, the Grammy. <laughs> well, because if you don't know about the Oscars, the Oscars has the it's Academy of Arts and Science. And then they have a Science Academy Awards, but it's completely separate. Right. So that's why I figured that was. I was like, oh, well, then that must have happened like two weeks ago. and No one really knew about it. And then finally they're you know, reporting it. But I was way off. But no, the Houston Symphony won its very first Grammy. Uh, took a long time to get it. They, they did an opera recording of... Uh, Berg uh, Wojtek, and it it won. So hats off. Uh, that that's the only props I'm going to give the Grammys in any way, shape, or form. Thank you for finally recognizing the Houston Symphony for some real music. But of course, you know, Dick, it got all political, 
and much like I've said, a lot of it was just the same, the same jokes, the same variations of the theme. But did you hear about the uh, the little video that played that had the the guest stars in it? No. Okay, so <clears throat> I didn't hear anything. That's what I'm saying. Like, oh, like, I, I heard. Okay. I heard zero. Well, James Corden until today. James Corden was the host, and he's one of the late night comedians. Yeah. Who who loves to go on a. You That's know, like the perfect thing for him to host because it's not too much pressure. No one knows about it. Correct. <laughs> That's right. But he was uh, doing this this monologue, a joke bit about um, next year's best uh, audio book. You know, there, there's an actual Grammy for reading of an audio book. And so they had a video of various stars reading the Fire and Fury book, you know, the anti-Trump book. Okay. And Hillary Clinton was on the video. Okay. And, of course, it was, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Ah, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, people still like her. Yeah, of course. And I imagine that crowd was like the only crowd that liked her. Well, that's what I'm saying. Now, there's this one. I'm trying to remember the lady's All name. Right, so tell me about this, though. I never really looked at the Fire and Fury thing. That was that basically that book was made by uh, a reporter of very even the reporter said in the foreword to his own book, take everything I write in this with a grain of salt. So why did he write it besides money? Like he just that's it. That's that, literally to, to it. cause, you know, I presume the altruist in him says, well, to get the conversation going. But it really just everyone's taking it as gospel. Everything he wrote in there, so and it's he was like using, fan fiction kind of. Well, thing? yeah, because he had access to the White House for some reason. Some idiot gave him full access to the West Wing, and then he glommed on to Steve Bannon. Bannon probably got drunk and said, "Oh yeah, Trump, he's a poopy head and stuff." And so this goes in the book, and it was funny because in the past, well, the thing kind of died down. Oh, I, know, I remember, yeah, because it was ludicrous. It was it was as fake as the dossier. You know, just there's maybe for every 10 words, two of them are truthful okay. kind of kind of thing. But, uh, you know, Joy Vila or Via, I'm, I'm not sure how to pronounce her name, uh, 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 an artist. Uh, she is African-American and a Trump supporter. And, and so she wore a uh, pro-life or choose life uh, dress uh, last year's award. She wore this red, white and blue Trump dress. OK, what about her? Well, it's just funny. She, she actually had the courage to, in the Grammys, wear these outfits. I mean, and and have the stance. She was probably the only one in the room that had that mindset and, and proudly wore it. Uh, and the fact is that she's she's not the stereotype. She's not old and white. She's young, black, and female. Well, I bet a lot of the producers and stuff probably hold some type of conservative views. I'm sure they do too. But if they open their mouth, they're suddenly out of a job. No, I think they don't do that ever. Even if it's political, they just like to make money. Right. <laughs> like, do you know who produced Bruno Mars's and, and made the CD? Mutt Lang? That's the only producer of note yeah. that I know. Mutt Lang and Brian Eno are like the only two producers. Do you know who who's won the most Grammys? Elvis Presley. No, uh, Sir Georgie Salati. Salty. He's a conductor. Really? Yeah. Well, that makes sense. And he's now a uh, long-serving music director at the Chicago Symphony... And then guess who's the biggest female artist with 27 awards? Cher. Allison Cross. Who? Allison Cross. Okay. She's a bluegrass singer. I should know that name, shouldn't I? Well, I mean, she's been around for a long time, so. I'm sure I've heard her music. The name just isn't striking the bell right now. And then uh, with 22 Grammy Awards by one by a group, who do you think it was? Beatles. You too. Okay. No, that makes sense. Well, let's see, this is uh, the thing I never really understood about the Grammys is how it's voted on and how they get to pick a category. 
Well, there's so many. Apparently, in the Grammys, there are so many categories. Well, that's what I imagine because there's so many different types best of music. Best opera recording, best you know live recording, best song, song of the year, Is best artist. Is that where Kanye West group. interrupted Taylor Swift? Is this where he did it? I it was the Grammys, I, or it could have been the 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 Video Music Awards. I think it, I think it was the Video Music Awards because it was for best video. And that's where Kanye popped up. I'm going to let you finish, but I think Beyonce had the best. You know what's crazy is I'm looking at their TV broadcasts and ratings, and uh, it goes down. But you know what doesn't go down? The average ad price. Yeah. So, (laughs) like, to give you an idea, in 2003, it was 14 million households, and it costs around $600,000. Now, here, 2017, it's half that. It's 7.8 households, million households, and it's probably around 1.4 million. For, wow. And I'm not saying like, oh, like I, understand, I understand inflation, but I mean, if you lost half your audience. Yeah, well, here's the thing. Eventually, people are going to stop paying that much for the ad. They'll say, forget it. I'll just go on, you know, I'll, I'll run an ad on YouTube at the time. We'll post it. And who, I think Oreo did that. Someone did that during a, a storm. During a game, I, I got to look this one up, but Oreo did a, I'm pretty sure it was Oreo cookies, did a, did a ad or a tweet that was more popular than one of the actual Super Bowl commercials. I'll, I'll look at that up during the break because I know it exists. I just can't remember any of the details. So you were gone. You had personal matters going on. Yeah, I did. And uh, now you're back. I and am back. Probably the most surprising headline over the weekend to me was the Rodney Rousey joining the WWE. And I'm thinking to myself, because I remember uh, I do like watching the UFC. And I'm not a, you know, a subscriber or anything like that. I've never once paid for pay-per-view, you know, never done anything like that. Mm -hmm. But when she got her butt kicked several times, I was like, I wonder how somebody recovers from that in the publicity light. Because that's really how those fighters make their money is the publicity side. They ramp it up, ramp it up. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think she she could have made still could have made some money, um, and she's one of the highest paid female fighters. But you know, outside of that, I don't know what she would have done. And I'm like, maybe the WWE isn't a bad idea. It, it gets to showcase her skills. It gets a lot of the pressure off. This is, of course, this is all in my humble opinion. And well, but do you watch the? I mean, I don't watch the WWE, so I have no idea what current condition. I it's haven't in. in a long time. But obviously, doesn't Vince McMahon still own it? Yeah, I mean, I imagine that he's got a ton of because he's going to do that I mean, new football league, so he's got a lot of money, so people must still be watching. Well, I think the WWE is a publicly traded company, and that's probably why he did the XFL separately because they felt this is too much of a risk. Which mm-hmm. and, and well, that, here's the thing: guy, we had an XFL. He is, he is a risk. So. He, he is, and we had an XFL, and it lasted what one season. So it you know it's taking the chance for sure. But it could be because actually, ironically, last week, you know, I was staying with my son for a couple of days and he's big into MMA. In fact, uh, he was briefly on the Marine Corps MMA team. I mean, my son is a total, I don't doubt that. Total, I mean, they had a boxing dude. team. I know. Point, a, so my not? son is a total dude. And that's <laughs> I'm going to leave it there. He's awesome. But we were watching a couple of these Rousey fights. And I, this is a, I when think, she got nailed in the face a couple of times, like uh, full out flat yeah, pancake there, in the face. There was one, and here's the thing: maybe you take one too many hits in the in the cage, or you lose the eye of the tiger. Isn't that what the phrase was in the Rocky movie? <laughs> yeah, sure. You know the the fire burned out. Maybe you just wake up one morning and say, you know, this isn't for me anymore. But you still want to have the. It's like a fighter pilot. 
wants to quit the military. So a lot of them become commercial jet pilots because yeah. it's like, you know, it's the same thing, but I'm, I'm bored, you know, so this is great. You know, there's zero pressure. They fly themselves. So th I think this is like her variation of that. She gets to still showcase her talents and do what she wants to do, but have <laughs> more say in the outcome. I'm not saying that the WWE is totally fake, but I'm saying there are probably some roundtables before the matches. Okay, who's going down Well, tonight? I'm just curious because I don't really know how the WWE works because growing up, I remember I watched wrestling for probably, like I was like in like fourth grade, and I didn't really understand the concept of different brands. So I thought it was all connected. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, maybe they don't wrestle because they're on a different night. Because it was like WWF at the time, and then it was WCW, and then there was another one. And I always thought it was just because they just wrestled on different nights. And that was the way it went. That's the way it was. I think is because they always wanted the crossover. So I think it's a lot of lot like the um, the well, divisions now, no, of a league. Well, now it doesn't exist. And I think it's just the WWE, and then it's like all the smaller bands. Like there's probably local ones. I know Nerd Thug Radio, the show that's on today, talks about the local wrestling scene a lot. And they've interviewed local wrestlers before. So I imagine there's some type of like AAA wrestling league or something like that that gets you up. There is actually, in a show that I'm directing, the fight choreographer, who's a friend of mine, uh, Johnny Ringo is his name. He's heavy. Is that really his name? That's, that is what we call him. Okay. And he, first off, not only is an awesome fight director, he's big in the Renaissance Festival, but he's also into wrestling. This kind of wrestling, and they, they teach academies and classes and all kinds of stuff. I'd love to get him on the air. He can kind of talk about it. But yeah, apparently it's a he's busy every week doing something. So, well, I mean, more of like on the on the big end, the big you know the big show end because mm -hmm. I know they have the pay per view thing, which is like once a year WrestleMania, and then I know. They have a couple in between that, but that's like how much? How much is she going to wrestle? Is where I'm trying to understand. She will wrestle as much as Danica Patrick races. I don't know how much that is. That's like a, a fair amount. Starting off as the special, you know, so people tune in, and then once she becomes more integrated and mainstreamed, and it's like okay, she is as good as the guys around her. She'll become more of a fixture, and I think it'll open the door a lot. For, for others who want to do that, a, a kind of an integrated WWE, because back in the 80s, we had Glow, the Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling, and apparently there, isn't there like a documentary version of that going on right now on Showtime or something? Glow is back, but I don't think it's in the, the traditional, you know, we had the female version of the wrestling, and that was uh, China and all these, you know, uh, uh, oh, I'm getting some of them mixed up with uh, the I know what you're talking about now, because that was like in the 70s and 80s. 80s. Yeah, it was in yeah. the 80s. I remember that because I watched it. It was awesome with seeing these ladies just totally beat the snot out of each other and knowing that a lot of it was, a, what shall we call it, heightened reality. Okay. Well, I mean, I... I Realistic I mean, fiction. That, I, that's why I was kind of surprised. She, I can't... She's been in a couple movies. She's been in the uh, Fast and the Furious movies, and I just don't think she's that good of an actress, so I'm really interested to see her in the Well, look WWE. at early Vin Diesel or early The Rock. They, you know, The Rock started off in The Scorpion King where they were, he had as many lines yeah, as but he had charisma. Schwarzenegger did. You don't think she's got charisma? Not as much as The Rock. Well, I mean, The Rock literally just raises his eyebrow. Like, I know that, and I don't even watch WWE. We got, she got, actually, that's a very good point. She'll have to get a signature move down pretty quick in, in the ring. And so. that'll separate her from a cage fighter to a wrestler. She'll she'll get a look about her, like Hulk Hogan's do-rag. I wonder if she's getting paid better. 
Oh, yeah. Because, it, you know, being a fighter, you don't get paid consistently. This is like a, you get a paycheck every two Correct. weeks. Correct. And whatever. this is also, this counts as entertainment. Less sport. You know, people still get hurt. Don't get me wrong. Wrestling, they may even completely predict the outcome or, or predetermine the outcome, but you can still get hurt. There's some real fighting going on. Well, you're on. fighting more often than a normal UFC fight. I think UFC fights are like three months minimum mm-hmm. between fights or something like that. <laughs> your bones need to heal. Yeah, something like that. Wimps. No, I'm skipping. <laughs> you're listening to Morning's Lone Star here at IRLoneStar.com. It's 928. Uh, we're going to do a song break, but we'll be back with more of us. If you got a, if you got a song request to fill in our other breaks or you want to join in, look us up on Morning's Lone Star on Facebook. We also have a phone number. That's right, 936-647-3776. I don't know how I feel about the song. I don't know if it's the best song of the year. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We'll be back, though. You'll listen to Morning's Lone Star. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002. Offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936-CONROE-C or 936-266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com. Centurion Wealth Advisors is a veteran-owned business that focuses on building and preserving our clients' wealth while guiding them to achieve their financial goals. This is where your concerns get addressed and help you start to breathe easier. Discover us in downtown Conroe, Texas. Visit our website at centurionwa.net or reach us by phone at 936-756-1974. Centurion Wealth Advisors, now let's get your financial house in order. Welcome back. Morning's Lone Star. This is Bruno Mars, who won the best song. Is that what it was? I didn't. Song of the year. Song of the year. Song of the year. Interesting. And since these are the 2018 Grammys, I can only presume that means that this is the song of the year for the whole rest of the year, not last year. Oh, great. We yeah. just play it every day. Welcome back to Morning's Lone Star. <laughs> We're here every weekday morning. We're brought to you by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. CleanSweepOfficeCleaning.com. Conroe Coffee, they make the coffee that Conroe loves to drink. Visit ConroeCoffee.com. And then, of course, Centurion Wealth Advisors, building and preserving their clients' wealth and guiding them to achieve their financial goals. CenturionWA.net. We are Montgomery County's morning radio show, and there's a lot of stuff going on here. It is uh, the last couple days of January. We're moving into February. 
The weather is somewhat becoming very bearable and very nice, actually. So uh, I believe this weekend is the plant sale, I think, over at the Extension Hour. It might have been last week. I don't know. I just realized that. Maybe, maybe I'm too Look late, the, uh, Listen to the podcast. It's the Extension it, Hour. Because it is a, a nice day, and I figured, you know, get some plants. Get but, some uh, plants on a sunny day. But local stuff going on. I know their uh, Pacific Yard House had a f- uh, pancake fundraiser for our Conroe Fire Department right. uh, Association. I guess the yeah the the Conroe Professional Firefighters the union, Association their union and yeah like fifteen hundred pancakes were served. What's that? How big were they? Let's see if I, I would guess they're not silver dollar size. I would think these were full size pancakes. All right. And uh, I think like 150 people were served on that. So oh, man. it's great to reach out to the community and flipping some pancakes, flip some jacks for some firefighters. These guys are running into buildings that everyone else runs out of. So hats off to you men and women doing that brave stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, there was a, uh, you know, police activity, uh, a uh, police chase, uh, and a guy, a guy came out shooting at cops, so they had to return fire. Um Long story short, there's one less person to be shooting at cops in the world now. Yeah, unfortunately. Sadly. Or I don't really know the scenario, but his picture does look pretty serious. He has some tattoos under his eyes. Yeah, there was a significant uh, previous history. Uh, but, yeah, so I, you know, feel for anyone who's forced into that that action, any any law enforcement officer who's, who's forced to engage. And, uh, you know, so. Hearts go out to those people. You know, uh, just an update. We were talking about the Grammys last segment, and Mm -hmm. apparently through Deadline Hollywood, which is uh, (laughs) a— Is that the the Wall Street Journal of— Well, I I think it's just one of those websites that tries to be serious. They are reporting that the ratings fell about 20% from last year's. I don't— Doubt that at all. And you think that's because, like, no one heard of this? Because, you know, it's kind of funny. Those, why would you squeeze this in between the two biggest movie awards? It's award season, you know, beginning of the year, January, February. You know, from December to February are the, the, the big ones because that way you have the whole year, either the previous year yeah. or the one coming up. This one, I, I think I was surprised at the lack of publicity for it now i'm not watching a lot of broadcast tv lately but even so on an online uh forum you, you think that that oh what channel put it on cbs abc i think it, uh, probably abc abc you think or cbs a- probably i don't know cbs.com i mean they're they're pimping star trek discovery every chance they get on facebook you think they pimp the grammys i i think the the suits are looking at the numbers for like the nfl and all these other places that are going the same route, basically, you cannot have a uh, uh, an award ceremony or celebration of any kind, or even a, a, a public entertainment venue like a stand-up comedy without. And I've talked about the same joke going over and over. We've heard it all. Okay, we get it. You hate Trump. Trump sucks. Well, this guy's claiming the reason that it wasn't as successful is because last year Adele was up for a bunch of awards and apparently she has more of an audience and people care more about like her music in a sense of a broader broader spectrum of people around the world are are really wondering if she's going to win or not because if you think about bruno mars like i know a lot of people like might like him but they don't care to tune in on on a sunday night and just to see him no he's got a couple of great songs he's got that uh, uptown funk which you know everyone dances yeah but that was like four years ago yeah and that and didn't he do uh I want to marry you. 
I have no idea. Yeah, there, there's a Marry You song. It went viral because some guy got the whole town to, to help him uh, propose to his girlfriend and to that song. But so he comes, he's a good artist. He's, he's fine. You know, unfortunately, I'm of the generation now, you know, yelling kids to keep off my lawn that I'm not aware of. You know, I know the big names like Adele well, and Katy think, Perry. Do you think this is something that the music industry needs to kind of replicate from the movie industry where you are conscious enough to to see when these albums are released? Because, like, I had no idea these things were out. Is that just because I don't use iTunes as my music store or? Correct. That That is the primary distribution point. And that's not our thing. You know, you know, we keep tabs on when the next Star Wars movie comes out or you when the next hockey but, game but comes But I kind of know when movies are coming out, mm -hmm. the generic movies, any movie. Because we watch the sites, you know. The, think about it. There aren't a lot of movie uh, commercials anymore. They really in the old do, days, they should TV really start pissing off people by when you buy an album, you get like a preview song from another person. So it's like a trailer. <laughs> and that's why, and that's. Well, think about it. Every time, if there is a, that's why I prefer the Golden Globes over the uh, uh, Emmys, for instance, is the Golden Globes is not the same people voting for themselves. So same thing with the Grammys. If, if let's say I'm a rap artist, and is that how it works? You know that for sure about the Grammys? That's what that's what I read earlier. Is so that working it, music professionals. But it's 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 a hodgepodge of voters. It's not every I, I rapper think, gets a vote for rap group, every country artist well, votes for country. Well, I think you'd kind of concentrate on who the ones you know. If I'm a rap artist and I have no idea how music uh, record is produced, I'm not gonna go for you know, I'm not gonna put a lot of weight on my vote for best producer of the year. But you would tend to vote for yourself. Or not yourself, but most like most like you. There's, you know, it's a highly competitive in industry. You want people to buy your CD, not that person's. So, well, you know, it's crazy, and I, I I'm just now kind of looking up this Grammy stuff. Did mm -hmm. you know? Apparently, the best rock song category was not televised. I feel like that would be a major one, right? Well, who won it? Uh, well, the only reason I, I knew it came up because they were saying that some people, some of the rock groups, didn't go. Because they were like it wasn't none of it was being televised. Mm -hmm. So is, it mean, is that for like this year, or they just haven't been televising it? They just I guess they choose and pick what's what uh, categories are televised and what's not. So I mean I, I don't think the best opera one was televised, but I don't think it's held. I don't think that was held in the same night either. The, they it's like in the you know Oscars when they have that. We had a dinner a couple of weeks ago where two of our C level actors uh, presented these awards for best technical advancement. That's probably the same thing. Although I did, you know, my Facebook feed kind of blew up when the symphony won. So I'm presuming there was some kind of nod to them, which is nice. It adds a little class to have older people in tuxedos playing opera, accepting an award. Well, it's just kind of funny that you, when you pick and choose what you're putting on, I wonder what was replaced with it. Because to me, best rock song or best rock anything, those dudes are wildly popular on another genre. And why not include them? And, it, and yeah. I mean, especially in a performance, because I don't think they even performed any songs like rock wise. I think it was all hip hop and rap mostly. I'm, I'm just reading. That's what the way they were talking about it. I believe that. And this is what I love about Twitter because people are so many people are like famous people like Nikki Six was complaining. He's like, you know, we sell out theaters, arenas, festivals, stadiums around the world. Why isn't the best rock song category being televised? Support all music. 
but maybe maybe this wasn't part of uh of the the guest list. They can only fit so many people in that giant theater. Well, also think about with rock. Mm, nah, I'm not going to go that route. I was about to say to, to maintain the political veneer that you don't want too many people with opposing views in the same room. And of the, all the music industry, I would think rock and country are the two that would be more conservative leaning. And since, I mean, here's the thing, country music, they have their own awards. They have the AC awards, the CMA awards, uh, and bill, you know, the rock will dominate the, the billboard awards. But as far as Grammys, I think you're right. Well, I think one thing I'm trying to imagine too is imagine being part of the uh, the Academy of the Grammys or whatever, and you get all the CDs of all the music, and it's really hard. Like, how would you vote on this kind of stuff? Because you're not say you're I guess if you're a producer, you have a better ear for it. But if you're just like, oh, I I literally just sing backups for this band, and (laughs) I don't know anything about opera, but let's vote for them because they're from Houston. You think that's why the Houston won? I think Houston got a pity vote. <laughs> right? Would not surprise me. Because I don't know anything no, about was, opera. I think it was well-earned. Well, this Houston Symphony, just they, they totally rock. They, they really are good. They're a world-class symphony. And this is talking to a music nerd who's seen the London Symphony, the Boston Pops, the Boston Philharmonic. And London Symphony can hold their own in a heartbeat. So I am all about them. Okay. You know, uh, in this other news, did you know Dr. Pepper got sold? Dr. Pepper sold out? Mm-hmm. What? Did they sell it to the man or what? No, they, they sold to Keurig. Keurig, the, 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 the pod yeah, people? Yeah, can you imagine getting pod Dr. Peppers? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> That'd be really strange. <laughs> yeah, constantly. Actually, you know what? I wonder if they would actually, you know, you have the soda making machines yeah. where they, they carved it. Can you imagine a Keurig? Where you got the the syrup in the pod, and instead of heating the water, well, it carbonates freak, the water. What freaks me out is there's so many ingredients in Dr. Pepper that I don't understand. I'm surprised it's not a tablet yet. It, oh, like a, like a pill tablet? Well, yeah, it's just like put it in your water, and then there you go. You got soda pop. <laughs> but because I, I remember working at uh, Sonic, that we had I had to basically put all the the syrup bags together. And that's when I realized there's a big difference between Coke, like the cans and the syrup, because how sticky the syrup and how concentrated the syrup is. You can imagine leaving work that day after you replace all of them, and then you find stickiness all over you that you didn't know you had on you until you like just sat down. But uh, but there's a huge difference between the soda pops, between getting fountain and also Coke or a can. And uh, yeah, I'm really surprised that all the weird ingredients, the pharmaceutical type ingredients you get in these things. That uh, there's just not a pill or something already. I think I really would not be surprised if the Keurig people come out with something like you just said. I I, I need to patent that fast. Think about it. It's the exact same setup, but it just carbonates the water instead of heating it, and you just run it through the the pod. Oh, I am so going to get rich. Yeah? Yeah. All right, we're going to take a quick break here on Mornings with Lone Star. Hear a word from our sponsors. Stick around. We got more stuff coming up to you today here on Morning's Lone Star. Full lineup on today's shows, talk shows, everything on Lone Star Community Radio. Check us out, IRLoneStar.com slash show calendar. We'll be right back. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002, offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. 
Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936 Conroe C or 936 266 7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at ConroeCoffee.com. Centurion Wealth Advisors is a veteran-owned business that focuses on building and preserving our clients' wealth while guiding them to achieve their financial goals. This is where your concerns get addressed and help you start to breathe easier. Discover us in downtown Conroe, Texas. Visit our website at centurionwa.net or reach us by phone at 936-756-1974. Centurion Wealth Advisors, now let's get your financial house in order. Make a promise that I can't keep. I promise that your smile ain't gonna never be. Whoa, Sean. Chill down. I can't help it, man. I can't help it. It's, it's something I was born with. Just makes me want to tap my feet and 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 do the little overbite thing. That overbite only, thing. Yeah, it's an old white guy thing. We're doing like that. You know, really? you, you bite down that lower lip and you get that look in your face like, yeah, uh-huh, yeah. I'm, I'm sure I got at least one Thank of my you. ex-wives Thank that you for way. that. Yeah. It's, I really, it's really want to imagine you doing that. It's skippy mating ritual. I'm t- I think I got at least one of my ex-wives doing that. Oh, man. Dancing Welcome back. Morning's Lone Star, where the overbite dancing technique is <laughs> the main technique we have. That's right. But, uh, yeah, we do have a special guest coming up in a little bit here in about five minutes. Uh we have Natul Middlebrook with Hand Up Global Goods. This is an awesome organization. I've dealt with them before. Yeah. Uh, she's going to have some some great stories. In fact, uh, you see this thing that I'm wearing, that I wear every day? This is from them. The overbite? Yeah, yeah, the overbite. Oh. They gave me the overbite. And uh, she's got an awesome story That's and great. a personal story, too. So you're going to love hearing about her on this one. If you want to look us up right now before we get to the interview after uh, our music break, handupglobalgoods.org. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be coming up at any time after we can take a break. How about that? Cool. Now, are we going to do any more Grammy songs for our music break, or are we going to play some real music? Oh, ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, you went there. Burn. And actually, I'm kind of afraid because when I looked up the song, it said clean version. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, I'm really glad I didn't just, just play it because that song, where do you think the bad words are? I couldn't really, I mean. I, I think that you see the little bitty glips in there. I, I actually had that problem about a year or so ago when the mannequin challenge was a big thing. You know, you shoot a video of people frozen. Uh, one of our clients was this Keeler deal- Kia dealership. And I had to do, a, I had like 50 people in this dealership and I had to do one of those mannequin videos. And so I did the video, I put it to the song, posted it on Facebook, and then learned that the song that the mannequin challenge goes to is a very dirty song that you had to use the clean version. What was it? I, I can't, oh, Soul Something, Soul Interesting. Jam Brother. I cannot remember the name of it, but I had to do 
two videos. Of How does the Grammys handle that? Because I imagine today's music has a lot of curse words. You just got your guy in the booth with his hand over the the cough button. Well, I mean, that's how how much of a professional they are. They all are. And be like, hey, don't do it. Don't do the bad version. Do the clean version. Oh yeah, and they're all gonna go. You're right, because we don't want to offend anybody on this stage. <laughs> we don't want to say anything that's beyond music. That's interesting. No, so yeah, I think just be a really sucky job, don't you think? Being the guy or the gal who you know you gotta have your hands well, no, I, I over bet, that. I button. bet you anything, they pre-record all that stuff. I bet you. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think they're singing at all. I, I think it's just they're just going through the motions. Oh no! Sometimes they do, but every time there's a lip sync going on, even when it should be going on, people just they, they feel cheated. They, I bet, they I want bet all live. that. I bet. I bet it's not live. Nah, no, it's live. Well, look up. I'm sure Yahoo News is like the top ten shock worthy moments of the. Well, no, I bet. Well, that's when they get caught. But I think there's a background track to pretty much every live performance at the Grammys. We'll find out. So, because you don't hear any of the heavy breathing. It's so. I Hold mean, on, I can't even do it. Well, yeah, these these filters here, man. I'm, I'm, yeah, but you're not moving around like Britney Spears jumping up and down, and like there's there's got to be some. Okay, now that one I think was lip synced. So that's what I meant. I mean, it's a show. You're being entertained. So I doubt. I mean, they <laughs> they they get that stuff out to, from the audience to hear it. I mean, that's just what they do. That's yeah. why they're so good. They're so. I awesome bet there's a Grammy for that person. I remember watching the Oscars one time and the director of the Oscars won a a directing award for like best TV special. And he accepted his award. He's in the booth and directing, you know, TV directors like, okay, ready camera four, go and this and go. And he's giving his acceptance speech as he's directing the Oscars. It was pretty funny. And I I liked how that went down. Uh, I'm going to look that one up on YouTube because I like the, uh, it's a funny moment. Well, uh, outside outside the Grammys, I guess next is the Oscars, which is I think this weekend, or is that next weekend? Probably. Oh, you have no idea. I have. N- I, I, I feel like my world's upside kids, down because I didn't even know the Grammys were right. Kids, Uncle Skippy will use the syntax properly. I could not care less. Really? Yes. Well, I was really jealous over the weekend because one of my good buddies in Austin got to see a Keanu Re- Revolution series, five 35 millimeter print movies. And of Keanu Reeves. Okay. I mean, Ken, what it was, I was really jealous of is they watched Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Mm-hmm. And then the whoever played Ted, what's his actor? Alex name? Winter. Alex Winter Skyped in and kind of informed the audience of like what was going on with the new the new Bill and Ted coming up. I heard about that. They're going to, so, uh, I guess, a reboot or a sequel because yeah. aren't they in it? Yeah. Interesting. I, I might actually watch it because I, I do think... Uh, was he Bill or Ted? He was Bill, Keanu yeah. Reeves. That was the role made for him. That When he played that character in well, What I hope is they get involved with the Benjamin Button people and somehow they involve an aging process. Because Keanu Reeves does not look whatever age he is right now. I think he's like 50-something. Mm-hmm. He does not look 50. Johnny Depp all just woke up one Tuesday and suddenly Dorian, looked his age. Is it Dorian Gray? Dorian Gray, the picture of Dorian Gray yeah, like by that Oscar story. Wilde. I am impressed, That's him. Dick. That's Keanu Reeves. So somewhere there's a there's a An painting of, of Keanu, Keanu Reeves. Reeves that gets older every year, and he stays the same. I believe it. I'm I'm proud of you, Dick. You knew Oscar Wilde. Yeah, but I really hope something somehow they do that because that's actually when I watched the Pirates of the Caribbean, the newest one. They did a flashback and they did like a CGI of Johnny Depp being 19, and it was really creepy. 
because they they digitally put eyeliner on, and that's <laughs> and that's what the dead giveaway was, where it looked that fake. Because I it's, I guess they haven't perfected the eyeliner yet. They should have just taken clips from Twenty One Jump Street and you know worked it in somehow. It was really creepy though. By the way, just just quick segue uh, because of that topic, I was able to catch on my Netflix Guardians of Galaxy Part Two. Okay, it was good. I liked it very much, but I. I think three quarters of the budget came from the de-aging of Kurt Russell. Oh, I believe it. He actually looked really good at the beginning. The very, like the first opening shot where it's Kurt Russell at like 25. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that looked good. That was, uh, that was half the budget right there. He's, he's a good looking dude. Don't get me wrong. You know, he's aging very well, but for, to get rid of every line and wrinkle on that face, they, uh, they should have just done Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Moving easier on everybody right. there. But it was funny is the, he went to this thing. It was like a 35 millimeter print. So all the movies, and I, and they didn't tell you what movies they were. Well, it ended up being like, you know, Speed and uh, Bill and Ted and then uh, No Lake House. I was really disappointed with that. Because can you imagine going and being pumped up to see Keanu Reeves movies? Because he's been in a bunch of movies like Point Break and The Matrix and like exciting, fun action movies, John Wick. But then it's like, oh, yeah, the fourth movie today, we gone through three movies, all right, so we're doing The Lake House. <laughs> Which is probably, that's the movie everyone kind of leaves and has lunch during or something like that during the marathon. <laughs> hey, right. And you get that one weirdo, I'm going to watch this movie. It's my favorite one. Right. That was back with the popcorn ready for it. Well, it's a good time travel movie. There's actually a thesis statement, I think, from a uh, a guy wrote in California. What's that? Whatever film school is at uh, that private school. I just went blank. Eaton, Yale, no, Harvard. It's, no, it's Cambridge. over in California. It's Berkeley. The, no. UCLA. So the Trojans. I don't know. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I, I, you went sports on me. I went blank. You went sports on me. Maybe not too old. No, but there's a thesis tells. about how no, the time travel could never work in this movie. And uh, I thought that was pretty, I was real impressed because, have you ever seen The Lake House? No, I've heard of it. So, so the con- I mean, so It's him and Sandra Bullock, right? Yeah, so the concept behind it is there's this mailbox that can transcend time like four years or three years or something like that. And they, they go behind, you know, the science behind what would happen if you could reach into a portal and how it would work and stuff like that. But uh, the movie kind of sucks. Yeah. Free, you want a movie like that frequency, period, yeah. end of subject. No yeah. one else comes close. Well, we got special guests and we're probably not going to freak her out by talking about this weird stuff. We have Natul in the studio from Hand Up Global Goods. You can check them out online at handupglobalgoods.org. We'll be right back after a couple tunes. Make a promise that I can't keep. I promise that your smile ain't gonna never leave. Shopping sprees in Paris. Everything 24 carats. Take a look in that mirror. Now tell me who's the... Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002. Offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe, at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner 
along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936 Conroe C or 936 266 7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com. Centurion Wealth Advisors is a veteran-owned business that focuses on building and preserving our clients' wealth while guiding them to achieve their financial goals. This is where your concerns get addressed and help you start to breathe easier. Discover us in downtown Conroe, Texas. Visit our website at centurionwa.net or reach us by phone at 936-756-1974. Centurion Wealth Advisors, now let's get your financial house in order. I just wish I had a very voice, very white voice at times like this. Like, oh, yeah. This is just one of those, those songs. He didn't sound like that. He could if he were a lot, you know, more like me. <laughs> oh, no, Dick's giving me the look. It's time to move on. Yeah. We got a great guest in the studio Well, what today. show are we, li- we on right now? We got to say that. Oh, yeah, we got to do that. Okay, Mornings with Lone Star. With Dick and Skippy, I'm Skippy, he's Dick, and we are happily, happily, yay, yay. Uh, sponsored by Conroe Coffee. Thank you for your awesome coffee, keep me awake today. Clean sweep office cleaning, I came in and the office was clean. By golly, they did their job, they did it well. And Centurion Wealth Advisors, we had fun with JJ the other night, didn't we? We did. Yeah, John Patowski uh, with uh, Centurion Wealth Advisors and uh, Dick and uh, his dad were... Awesome and inviting me, Mrs. Skippy, and and JJ to the uh, chamber uh, gala. Chamber gala, the bath. Uh, uh, it was it was the actual Field of Dreams is what it was yeah. called. Over at uh, La Toretta, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Great gambling with fake. I want to interview the guys who work there at La Toretta. Like the crazy stories they have. You think La Toretta inspires that kind of? Crazy. Oh, yeah, because it's out of the middle of nowhere. If you think about, like, the nearest place outside of La Toretta is, what, 15 minutes away? Eight minutes, eight to 15 minutes yeah, away? Yeah, it's pretty off the beaten beaten trail there. So. Hey, I don't think you have a lot of rock stars, like, throw, you know, trashing the room and stuff, do you? We don't know. We should find we out. We should find out. You're right. All we we, do we is should get ask. these people on the air. But it is morning. I, I want to say it was used to be owned by the mafia, run by the mafia, like, 20 years ago or if, something You know, like if, if it's not, it should have been, so we're going to go with that story. Okay. Kind of make it up as we go along. It's 10.13 on a brisk Monday morning. It's nice and bright and sunshiny out there. Yeah. I don't know where my sunglasses inside because it's a little too bright for me. I need some more of this Conroe coffee inside of me. But who's our guest? Who's our guest? It's Natul Middlebrook. You keep ignoring her. And, well, you know, I'm just... Can't help myself. No, this is Natul Middlebrook. She is the founder and executive director, I believe, of Hand Up Global Goods. Now, I've uh, had one or two encounters with Natul and this organization before. I'm delighted. Awesome that she's in the studio. Morning, Natul. Good morning. Thank you for having me here on this beautifully brisk morning. It is brisk. It's not that bad, is it? At some time. It's brisk oh, is like 51 degrees I was or out something. there and I definitely started shaking, but I wasn't sure if it was the coffee or the, the cold. Maybe a combination of both. Yeah, how about that counter coffee? It's pretty good. The tool showed up like two, three hours early. She was so excited to be on right now. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Got my coffee on. It's 54 sure. degrees. It's not like, you know, the day after tomorrow temperature, but it's it's 
That's it's, cold for us. It's brisk. <laughs> it's 30 degrees less than what we're used to at this time <laughs> of year. But, okay, so Hand of Global Goods, uh, I'm going to let you describe it, So, and I'll probably interject from time to time. So go Absolutely. for it. Absolutely. Yeah, so Hand of Global Goods, HUG for short, is a mission brand. And our, our vision was to go into Haiti. Um, the first time I went, obviously, you know, when you think about Haiti, what are some thoughts that come to your mind? Um, oh, uh, easily. No, I was kidding. No, <laughs> really. Just, like, what are the, when you think Haiti, what do you think of? Poverty, despotism, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Haitian war gangs. torn. Yeah. I think that, and like in the uh, Southern cities. Well, pretty much, I States. hate to say, but pretty much bad stuff, just bad in general. Stuff, really exactly. interesting food, that's for sure. Yeah. Oh, I love the food. It's 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 different. Yeah. Yeah. It's very different. It's just it's Creole. It's just Creole cooking. There's some similarities. Makes sense. Spicy. Mm-hmm. So a lot of a lot of different types of peppers they use. And mm, pretty, I but, love it. And like almost everything, almost. Yeah. Maybe Doctor Valier. That's the only other thing I can think of. Uh huh. Well, you see, I had never heard of him until I actually got there. But really, hand up started. Um, out of a desire to go partner with an orphanage, we didn't know what that was going to look like. And of course, I came in knowing it was the poorest country in the Western Hemisphere. But one thing that people um, don't realize is that the orphan crisis, 80% of the orphans in Haiti actually aren't orphans. They actually have parents, you know, parents that love them, but they really um, just have no way to feed them, provide for them. And so we partnered with teens that were aging out of orphanages. You know, they don't have a lot of options there. There are no options. When you age out of an orphanage, you go back to the streets. It's universal. You you hit 18 and suddenly magically you're supposed to be able to handle the world. Yeah, exactly. And and really here, there's some existing government programs for, for teens that age out of foster care. Um, my husband and I were foster care parents here locally in Conroe. Actually, this know this area well, going to the courthouse here for many years. But um, but the difference in Haiti is that there are no government programs. You literally just go back on the streets and on the streets you become a victim or you become an oppressor. And what ends up happening is these guys become oppressors. They exploit the women. Um, you know, there's violence. And so we thought, what if we partner with these young men who are the source of, of a lot of the problem in Haiti and let's equip them with jobs? So we started making jewelry. But then the the second thing was, okay, now they have jobs or making a fair wage. So let's teach them how to manage their money. Let's teach them how to save. So we worked on that. And then the third thing is spiritual discipleship, instilling in them, you know, just a moral compass um, that's God-centered. And um, really that and then vocational training. And so it's this holistic program that is not coming in and giving handouts, but we're giving them a hand up so that the, these young men can go back in their communities and be the fathers, the leaders, the husbands um, that Haiti needs. And so it really has been a really cool thing because um, we're not going in giving handouts, actually. We're just going and empowering these young men to make the difference in their own communities. So in a nutshell, that's what Hand Up Global Goods is about. And so how did this start? Did you just wake up one Tuesday morning and say, hey, I'm going to you know, pick Haiti and do this because... So many people, you get the late night Sally Struthers, Save the Children crying thing where people don't know where their money's going. Or, you know, if you just were to get donations and some to Haiti, chances are the people wouldn't get them. So this obviously is a multi-step process. Did, how did that come about? Did you just decide well, Monday? So uh, kind of an interesting story. Um, really, it goes back to 
the Sochi, is it Sochi or Sochi Winter Olympics? I know that sounds sure. You're asking kind the of wrong random. Crowd. That's a sports question. Okay. Well, I was sitting down one night making dinner at home, right? And my children were in the family room and I wanted to catch the the winter ice skating highlights that evening. And instead I got Bob Costa saying about uh, North Korea and how the UN had released this report on what was going on in, in North Korea. And he said he likened it to the Holocaust and that Americans would not have an excuse to look the other way because the things that were happening there were so bad. And that really changed my life. Um, you oh, know, whoa. Bob Costa changed uh, your life. Yeah. yeah this With is a, a pink shock eye. It was the year he had the really, really bad pink eye. Do y'all remember that? Oh, yeah. That was a great time. Yeah. Dick yeah. is not it a Bob started, Costas fan. You may have to change his mind on this one. Well, well, I, I didn't even know who he was, except that he released this report and the pink eye. And it just was seared in my mind. But it really just, I started exploring what is going on in North Korea and start and partnered with an organization that was literally helping people escape the country. And then after that, I read about hair extensions and how um, Indian women were, you know, they were being convinced to shave off their hair and donate this to this goddess. But really, once they left, the priests actually were selling it so that it could be distributed in the U.S. And these women who the whole reason they were sacrificing their hair was to make I mean, to get because they're living in such abject poverty, they're praying that, you know, some income will come. Well, the irony is they walk out with nothing and the priests were getting money out of that. So it was it was just this like this thing became unleashed in me where I became a Debbie Downer. I could ruin dinner conversation in (laughs) seconds flat. I mean, it was just crazy. And I just had this burden for for about a year that I walked in feeling that I, I, I felt like I was this, you know, middle middle-class wife, you know, I didn't have to work. I was at home, but feeling so dissatisfied um, that I could do more. And then my husband around that time went on a trip to Haiti and uh, he went with a church. We thought we were going to go help, like I said, this orphanage, but really um, he was invited to go visit the boys who had just aged out. And this orphanage is pretty amazing. They're called Grangu, Grangu grangu.org, G-R-A-N-G-O-U.org. And they, um, it's really a boy's home. They, they take boys off the streets, but they've got a lot of kids. And uh, once the boys age out, they didn't have a lot of resources. So these boys were terrified at the possibility that they were going to end up back on the streets. And my husband went, this dark apartment, they had a candle burning and they were hustling. They were making the macrame bracelet that you're wearing, Skippy, right there. That's <laughs> what they were making um, in these proud Haitian colors and my husband bought every single one of them. And uh, he brought them to me. And I remember um, drinking my glass of wine at my very comfortable kitchen island. And the moment that I touched those bracelets, I just knew that this, I can help. I can, I can help turn these, what, peop- what I called survival souvenirs, because they tried to get it in the hands of Americans so they could come and they would share the story of these boys who were hustling on the street. Well, I said, let's turn these into tokens of success. Let's um, change them up a little bit. Let's make them more marketable. Let's add some metal. Let's make them really trendy. And that's when Hand Up Global Goods was born. That was November. And by March, we were a nonprofit. And six months later, we had launched production in Haiti. Awesome. Well, people can visit this online uh, and order everything you're talking about through online, handupglobalgoods.org. One thing that's interesting to me about your concept is you bring – kind of how this world works. You bring a business side, 
you bring an, a worker side, mm-hmm. and then you bring a product or a seller side or a, a retail side to it. So that kind of a lot of people don't think about how the revolution of an, like an economy really works, and that's part of it. Absolutely, is exactly what you're talking about. Especially with it's always a plus to have a good side to it mm-hmm. instead of you know past you know that Kathy Lee Gifford story from like 20 years ago. <laughs> right. That was a bad side to the story. <laughs> so this is kind of good because it's more of you're making it public. Who's making these? And it's part of why you want to sell this product. Absolutely, so. you're right, Dick. In fact, um, it's it's we're very transparent in in our channels where we source our material because we're proud of that. And it's interesting when I went into this, I really went into it as a ministry side because that's what I knew. That's what I had experienced. But the deeper I got in this, the more I realized, hey, commerce is a powerful catalyst for social change. Let's what there's nothing wrong with making money. Our bottom line is not just making money. It's um, social justice for these young men and stimulating a hurting economy. Because you see, oftentimes we Americans we're really well-intentioned and we go in and we do these short-term mission trips in these countries, but we don't realize that we're actually contributing to the problem. We're fostering a dependence. We're um, bringing free things. Well, the local economy can't compete with free, right? You know, we're giving away clothes. We're giving away shoes. We're building buildings for free. And so in the meantime, there's these construction workers in Haiti who could have had that job, but uh, we just did it for free. And so... We, we need to recognize that we've given Haiti billions and billions and billions of dollars in foreign aid. It's still the poorest country in the Western Hemisphere. You ask a Haitian leader what they need, they'll look at you in the eyes and they say, we need jobs. We need jobs. And that's, that's really become our mission is providing jobs um, for these young men and eventually for, for the women aging out of the orphanages as well. Now, uh, handupglobalgoods.org has all the products. And one thing I will say by looking at it, it's all fairly priced. Mm-hmm. It is, isn't something where you're spending $500 minimum and other things like that. But one thing I want to touch on, I have a question about, is you have other things outside of the jewelry. Like you can sponsor and you can do other things like that, you know, just more of a spread awareness and also yes. help these guys. Yes. So can you talk about that at sure. all? Sure. So, um, I will say we try to live by the same philosophy, giving a hand up rather than a handout. So we're always looking for opportunities to speak and educate, uh, educate an audience on other ways to help. And so we don't actually ask for donations on a typical speaking engagement. What we do is we actually ask to create a marketplace. So we do pop-up marketplaces so that we can sell our product. But as far as um, sponsorships, we do have a benefit shoot coming up April 14th. It's at Blackwood. And we have two fundraisers a year. We have one called Bring It At Home. And we did that one in Dosido in, in October. Um, we brought in a live band, Corey Morrow band. It was really a great time. And then, then the one in the spring, it's, it's a benefit shoot. So teams can come and play and sponsor. And all that money goes back into our operations. We really, right now, we have 23 young men in our program, and uh, but we don't have jobs for all of them. So really what it helps is develop the other parts of our program that doesn't involve job creation, like the financial literacy, vocational training, spiritual discipleship, all of those things, you know, cost money, obviously. And, and Haiti is not as cheap as people think it is, actually. It's it's very expensive country to live in. So um, those are other opportunities. But really, we just ask people, invite us to come speak. Let us have a pop-up. We went and spoke Friday at, at Emeris. It's, 
it's um, a hospital system in, in the woodlands. And, you know, we went and spoke, people heard the story. How can we help? We don't ask for donations. We say buy our product. And um, the people there were very, very generous. And so we had cool. a really great pop-up market. So just opportunity to sell the product. Um, you know, we value work. These young men want to put their hands to good use. So the more product you buy, the more they can make, the more jobs we can create and the more lives that we can help change in Haiti. And again, folks, you can go online and check this all out at handupglobalgoods.org. That's handupglobalgoods.org. Well, thanks for coming in and talking about this. Yeah. Well, thank you for having having us. Our pleasure. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah. So, yeah, uh, as Natul pointed out, you know, if you see any photos of me when we take photos with guests or on the video, uh, a few months ago, I met them, got this word every day. Uh, the, the materials themselves, you know, it's macrame. Um, if you don't know what macrame is, it uh, it's a weaving of twine and stuff into and, and patterns. It actually got to start, uh, it was big in the 1960s and 70s, but it actually started in the 1860s. Mm -hmm. 1865 started out. I remember because one of my earliest memories is macrameing a belt for my father, and, and he did not wear it ever. I still have issues about that. <laughs> but moving, Man, moving on from that painful, yeah, painful memory. Well, you know, uh, but it's awesome, awesome jewelry. Go to handupglobalgoods.org for check out their, their stuff. These guys are paid a w living wage to produce something and get out of the cycle of, of poverty and violence. Mm -hmm. And uh, Natal, thank you again. Thank you, guys. Enjoy the rest of your day. You, you too. too. You're listening to Morning's Lone Star. We're going to take a, a music break here on our LoneStar.com worldwide and, of course, locally here on Conrad's FM 104.5. 106.1. We'll be back shortly after this. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002, offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936-CONROE-C or 936-266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com. Centurion Wealth Advisors is a veteran-owned business that focuses on building and preserving our clients' wealth while guiding them to achieve their financial goals. This is where your concerns get addressed and help you start to breathe easier. Discover us in downtown Conroe, Texas. Visit our website at centurionwa.net or reach us by phone at 936-756-1974. Centurion Wealth Advisors. Now let's get your financial house in order. I promise that I can't keep. I promise that just smile ain't gonna never leave. 
Paris. Every day, 24 carats. Take a look in that mirror. Now tell me who's the fairest. Is it you? Is it me? Yeah, Dick and I are working on our women seduction skills in this yeah. studio. Yeah, yeah. we kind of scared off Natul after that. Uh, she saw us dancing and took off running, but it was great having her in the studio. If you want to learn more about Hand Up Global Goods and the awesome stuff they do to help break the cycle of uh, violence, poverty, and Haiti, uh, check out their website. Uh, check them out on YouTube. Uh, we're going to podcast on YouTube. Our interview with her. Great people. And... Uh, as we get back to our swing to the music. Yeah. Hey, Dick, you know, so earlier we were talking about a uh, some substitute teacher was ranting on... Who's a substitute? Well, yeah. The, the, well, there's a teacher who's ranting on troops uh, in, in the, it hit the news, the What's national What's the full news. context of that? I always, I mean, I, I'm some trying to wrap my head around it. Some kid in the class was wearing a Marine Corps t-shirt. The teacher started going off. Troops are stupid. Okay. They're, you know, they're the ones that don't go to college. And this kid started surreptitiously recording this with his phone under the table. Uh, teacher got hauled out. I think cops were called. It Oof. was kind of a mess. And But more local. And in my head, I was kind of merging the two together. But there's another one at the uh, Direction Elementary School in the Woodlands. They had a substitute teacher who apparently just sort of kind of went off the deep end all of a sudden. And, uh, you know, telling uh, students to go to hell and shut the hell up and... and uh, so this one student was able to convince the teacher to give give him a hall pass, like I got to go to the bathroom, and ran to the principal's like, "Help! This guy's holding us hostage and screaming at us." So uh, I do like the, the superintendent, CISD superintendent, saying this guy's never going to set foot in the classroom again. So we got some. Is going teacher going to be the new going postal? Were you alive for that whole, or were you around for that in the eighties and nineties? I, I do remember hearing about it. There was this, it was in the news almost every week, a postal worker would shoot up a post office or something and became, you know, going postal, what became the the phrase. And then I finally faded out, but it seems like more and more teachers are just going. And it's like substitute teachers too. Now, here's the thing, a substitute teacher, I don't think you need a lot of qualifications to become one. And I think a lot of people do it. It's like Uber driving. Oh, I need some extra money, so Uh I'm just going to do it. So they're not qualified or, or equipped, I think, to handle 20, 30, 40 kids in a classroom. But these, yes, yeah, so these two teachers, oh, I'd like to do a follow-up on both of them. That's <laughs> the ranting teachers. Uh, well, I, I, it is kind of interesting because it, this is the day, we always talk about technology and how it changes for the good and the bad. And this is one of those situations where without that recording, what would have happened in the classroom? Especially you, you have a group of people who no one believes ever because they're adolescent children. And uh, and it's also how we interpret those things because a lot of people don't. Oh, I'm sure he wasn't that bad. Well, it's like, oh, I mean, yeah. especially with the kid telling a story, you know mm-hmm. how hard it is for to believe a kid. I mean, it's like playing a telephone game times 25. And it's really hard to interpret what's going on. And, you know, there's, there's literally trained psychologists who are meant to interpret what kids are trying to tell you because there's a lot of things that happen to kids that they don't understand. And, Excellent point, Dick. And it's, I mean, we have interpreters called, you know, children's psychologists. Well, I, remember, <laughs> I remember a couple of years ago, there was uh, something in the news where someone was, was killed and the number one suspect was, you know, they couldn't find. And so they put out an all points bulletin. They got the guy, they arrested him. And he's like, I was not there. I was not there. Uh, and they actually found footage on a like a stop and go security camera where he's like 300 miles away 
at the time of the death. And without that footage, they would have arrested him. Well, they did arrest him. I mean, they would have they would have tried him and probably convicted yeah. him because he was they just they wanted it to be him so hard. And without that, I'm just thinking without that little video footage of his, if he hadn't stopped in that stop and go at that time to get that much gasoline, then he, he would have been hosed. So you're absolutely right. Then, and this is, it's good I mean, to have that. Yeah, when there, and it's also the, what school's policy of of those things, especially today's technology where you can Facebook Live, and that's one thing I, I'm kind of surprised that there's not more uh, more of every week or whatnot. It's like a crazy video that was recorded live, and there's no way to take it down unless, I mean, unless you know Facebook filters it out every time that. The, uh, who what, uh, there, there has to be a kill switch that's really easy for X amount of eyes to see to be able to push because imagine how many people are – because it's kind of like that Willis story. Did you hear about that? Where in, in Willis there's a lady who is being served a warrant and she she drove. She like she like tried to escape and in, mid, in the middle of the escape she calls ABC 13 and was like Facebook living and all this crazy stuff, talking about how the cops are trying to kill her and things like that. I missed that. Yeah, like that's a real story. And they I just, take a few days off, and the whole town goes. Yeah. To well, no, this is a while back. Oh. Okay. And uh, it was actually Justice Bond last Thursday's episode. They had some of the DAs in talking about it because I think they closed the case and they're allowed to talk about it. But it was really interesting to hear that local story and about how just preposterous it was because they talked about uh, using the body camera of the officer. And they used that and they used the social media like and that's what was allowed to be used in the case because it gave such a good context because they said uh, they made a good connection during the show. I really encourage everybody who's interested in that story. Listen to that uh, from last Thursday's episode. I will. I'm going to podcast that. But uh, it's Justice is Blonde with Andrew Kolsky. But what was interesting is they made the connection to the OJ trial because I wasn't around really. I was in like <laughs> third grade when that was going on. Oh, and you I missed do, a good one. I do remember, you know, not even substitute teachers, real teachers were stopping school and watching it during school. And I was like, this is kind of weird, but because uh, we're not learning anything. Uh, <laughs> but what was what was interesting is they made the the comment about showing the chase video because apparently that was one of the, you know, hindsight 2020 after like, should they have shown the video footage of everyone taking of him running because they were talking about in court there's something called like guilt by uh fleeing of whatever they had like an actual term for it basically if you flee something you're automatically deemed as guilty and and that's either in the eyes of the police or it might be the eyes of like the psychological jury member or something like that but they chose not like to show that take, footage if you like take the fifth that people just in their head say that you're guilty and uh, well, they decided not to show the footage because there was fear of sympathy. Because apparently, in the footage of everyone, like the news footage, everything, there's people holding up signs. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I was like, how long was this chase? How oh, do people, it was. How do people have the time to go to the spot on the freeway and hold up signs? I want to say it was a couple of hours. I, because I, I was. But you know, talking about apparently there was like known footage of people supporting this chase of OJ mm-hmm. enough to where the public saw it, not just the local people in the area so that and they they made that comment about you know when they showed this kind of footage it's really hard for a jury to 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 expect what a jury thinks they're going to see but in this case it was really kind of easy because they had the connecting footage of the officer starting the arrest process and then it connected to her video of what she was claiming and so that's good and that's awesome how that happens Uh, by the way the oj chase took more than two hours and 75 miles because it was a low speed chase 
But uh, there's a TV show on called uh, See No Evil. And basically it's one of those, you know, murder shows on investigates discovery, but it's based on security footage. You know, you know, someone disappears and they re you know, recreate it using, you know, they solve the crime usually with bad results uh, using security cameras. Okay. You know, and so the, the, the show just shows where this footage is. And so it can help. And, and so I'm glad that that worked out in the case. Uh, you were talking about Facebook live just a minute ago, Scott uh, Bayou or Bayou, however you pronounce it, you know, Charles in charge. Okay. Uh, his former, one of his former Charles in charge castmates, Nicole Eggert, uh, accused him of molesting her. Okay. When you say that, that means like she was underage, right? That's what that she, means. She says she was underage. Like it was 14 and 15. And what he did is he went on Facebook Live and saying, I'm doing Facebook Live. That way no one can edit this. Yeah. And he had this whole thing lined out with documents and statements. Of what? Of her age. He said that they had a consensual sexual relationship after she became of age and had documents kind of supporting it. But he used Facebook Live to say, this way I cannot be taken out of context. Everything I say, is, you know, it's got to be A to A to Z on this. And it'll be interesting to see how this turns out because he is vehemently denying this one and and kind of the footage is kind of on his, uh, the, uh, the 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 documentation the evidence is kind of on his side on this this kind of came from out of nowhere um and but he's just bit by bit then this happened then this happened and i can prove 100 percent that what she's saying is not true and use facebook live for that so we may see that more and more with some people well especially with the the speed of the me too movement especially in the in the media world you have to be able to respond with something enough to where if it's not true, you're you're hoping the headlines more feature your defense instead of, you know, your accusation. You know who's really speedy? A lot of students at New York University, they already hate the State of the Union address that's going to be given. Why would the New York's why, – why are you singling out those folks? Because this guy went on the campus to interview them about – the State of the Union address, which, you know, as the rest of the world knows, is not happening for another 36 hours. And they were going on, oh, it was terrible. I was so offended the whole time. And just having all these NYU students on camera, there's uh, Cabot Phillips put this together. He just went out to NYU with the thing. So what do you feel about last night's State of the Union? And so apparently these all these students can see the future because they're just telling me how just horrible and racist and offensive it was. So so I guess they, they're, they're really speedy <laughs> with, the, with the technology. Yeah. Oops. Now, to be fair, this happens on both sides where you have idiots on both sides uh, saying, you know, someone will get them on a the camera. Uh, what do you think? I remember this one guy uh, talked about the Bernie Sanders tax plan and all these people going, yeah, it sounds awesome. Oh, did I say Bernie Sanders? Sorry, this is the Trump tax plan. Oh, no, then it sucks. But you literally four seconds ago, you liked it. Yeah, but but. Trump. Well, I, that happens in every political But it goes, thing, it goes both sides, absolutely. So there are idiots on both sides, but the idiots you, of the day go to NYU You want to know one way I would not want to go to in, the other side? In a wood chipper? No. Uh, apparently in Mumbai, a man died after being sucked into an MRI machine. What? You ever do an MRI machine? Oh, yeah, and yeah. That, basically, you're not, you're not allowed to wear anything metal. Well, this man was yanked towards the machine... After he entered the room carrying an oxygen cylinder. I don't know how that's allowed. I don't know how that is. Did he not think to drop said oxygen cylinder? Uh, well, what's interesting is they arrested the doctor and another junior staff member uh, because of the cause of death due to negligence. So, I, I like, again, the, 
I can't imagine how it went down. I don't know if there was an explosion, uh, but he died from inhaling the liquid oxygen that leaked from the cylinder. So. Oh, okay. I, I thought you, when you say got sucked in, I thought it was like it like a Stephen King. Well, I don't think it was machine possessed machine that ate him or something. But I mean, just I, I don't want to go like that. No, no. I'm just letting you know that that sounds like a, an extreme way of things happening. But it, it's 10:48 right now. We're we'll wrapping up today's show already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to say a special thanks to Natul Middlebrook from HandUpGlobalGoods.org. If you miss an interview, we'll be posting that to YouTube and also on our daily podcast that we posted the whole show. Uh, the website to check out the jewelry and everything like that. And she did mention as she was leaving today that there is going to be a men's line. Uh, it's just hand up globalgoods.org they have really good jewelry that looks well made for girls and it's priced just right Mm -hmm. in my opinion if i'm going to buy something nice that's handmade i'm not going to pay out the out the uh, wazoo for it and at least you know where it's coming from and where it's going to i'm surprised like nike doesn't do that you know i wonder why why do you think nike doesn't do that because unfortunately nike is created in sweatshops that these guys hand up global goods actually pays a living wage not not you know 20 cents an hour. I mean, an actual well, that's living what's wage. amazing to me about Apple and how like all these big companies who I wouldn't say they're political, but, you know, they try to have the presence of being good natured. Mm-hmm. And Apple's always, you know, we, we talked about that, I think, two weeks ago about the, the suicides are coming back for the iPhone makers. And then this Nike sweatshops and Kathleen Gifford, like it's just kind of known. And that's what's interesting about uh, Natul's arrangement of it is how. How can you see this not growing into a positive? And that's one Absolutely. thing I'm interested in, mm-hmm. to knowing more of like, you know, because, you know, once you start making money, maybe that's what it comes out. Like, how do they distribute all the money and things like that? But I'm not saying this company is doing it. But a lot of people see anything that has for profit because it's nonprofit, but it's they use the profits to do this. It gets kind of like people are wondering. Right. Well, and this is a, a tangible. But people don't question Nike, though. Right. They don't question Nike. But but with HandUp, you know, what happens is the more money they get, the more they can pay, the li- more people they can pay a living wage to. So it, there's direct cause and effect, and it's all tangible. Uh, and hopefully we can get back on close to April. They have a benefit shoot at Blackwood Gun Club on April the 14th. Shoot for a good cause. Well, uh, you know what I would like to talk about tomorrow is uh, we do have a special guest for tomorrow, just to let people know. Uh, we're going to have the folks from Education for Tomorrow's Alliance in the studio. That's right. If you didn't know, their upcoming SciTech Science Fair is coming on, and they're looking for volunteers and also maybe guest judges. Uh, I remember I made a joke to them. I was like, I'd be the uh, I'd be a guest judge, but I'd probably be the worst because I know zero about it. I was like, whatever sells it better, they're going to win. <laughs> but they could be a total lie. I don't know. But uh, they're going to be in in the studio tomorrow. Cool. That's, uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. That's going to be around 1030 at the end of the show tomorrow and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, we got a couple more men's Grammys. Not so big a surprise. I don't really care. I didn't really know what was going on about it. Do it you, you were saying that why do you think they did the Fire and Fury thing? Because does that have anything to do with music? No. What would well, you say? it's the the joke was because you know hillary actually no i think it was al gore and hillary clinton have both won grammys for audio adaptations of their books um it takes a village i think hillary clinton actually won a grammy for takes a village and so you know the reading of an audio book is actually a grammy and that was the whole joke was you know next year's grammy but the irony was kind of lost where the the punchline was james corden told hillary clinton okay you got it you know it's in the bag we don't even have to interview anyone else and that's kind of a like your well, she's been, investigation, I, <laughs> you know, they, they, 
absolved her of the investigation before they even interviewed her. And that's what that, uh, that's coming out in the oh, memo. So he made a joke during <laughs> the presentation of the Grammys about that? Well, just say, I don't think he meant it to be like that. It was like, oh, you, yeah, you're you're going to win next year for sure for this one. It was the next year's award was going to be for reading this book. So, yeah, like, I, I'm, I'm listening to that going, wait a minute. I wonder, have you read the book? No. Because the way it sounds, it's like like Twilight. Like it's like fan fiction. Yeah, I, I'm not going to waste any of my hard-earned dollars. And I'm they not know, they know their guy. audience. Mm-hmm. These are people that are just, oh, it's got to be true. If it's in the print, it's got to be true. That's pretty crazy. And uh, again, this goes both sides. But... But more stuff coming this week. More yeah. Lone Star. We want to just say a quick thank you to our sponsors. That's right. We do have sponsors. Still? Yeah. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. CleanSweepOfficeClean.com. Conroe Coffee. They make the coffee that Conroe loves to drink. Visit ConroeCoffee.com. And then, of course, Centurion Wealth Advisors. Building and preserving their clients' wealth and guiding them to achieve their financial goals. CenturionWA.net. Don't forget, every show is podcasted on iTunes and Google Play. You can hear the whole show with limited commercials and no songs, of course. And then you can watch our special guests on our YouTube. So subscribe to those and follow us on Facebook.com slash MWLoneStar. Again, we're going to have a special guest tomorrow. And uh, if you have any comments or questions or want to participate, we're going to be giving away tickets uh, next week, starting uh, with Lori Morgan, I believe, over in Sugarland. her performance on March 3rd. Uh, we're going to try to come up with a fun, interesting way where you can win a pair of tickets to that. So stay tuned for that. Follow us on Facebook for our social media. Uh, Sean, it was good to see you today. I'm glad you're back. Jake, it's good to be back. Thanks for being here for me. Yeah, man. And uh, we got great lineup coming for the rest of the day on Mornings Lone Star. Mornings Lone Star, sorry. IRLoneStar.com. <laughs> uh, all you got to do is just visit us online at IRLoneStar.com slash show calendar. Coming up next will be the weekly business hour with Rick Schistler. So stay tuned for that. We'll be back tomorrow at 9 a.m. Lucky for you, that's what I like. That's what I like. Thank you for checking out this production of Lone Star Community Radio. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's community radio station. Don't forget to check out this show and many others across the Lone Star Community Radio Network. Either live on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, the Lone Star Internet Radio app, or IRLoneStar.com's live audio stream. And on replay on podcast, Channel 12's Our City TV in Conroe, or Channel 21 KVQT in Houston, and of course their YouTube channel. This production is copyrighted and all rights are reserved by Lone Star Community Radio. Have a question regarding this program or other Lone Star Community Radio shows? Want to sponsor or start your own show? Call the station message line at 936-647-3776 or email the station at lscrstudios at gmail.com.